Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. This episode is brought to you by the Revolutionizing Parenthood Conference, a first-of-its-kind parenting conference in the Philadelphia area that I am co-organizing with my friend and colleague, Ashley Albrecht. My dear friend, Dr. Shafali, will join us as the keynote speaker, and I, along with the amazing colleagues in my professional community, We'll be offering various breakout sessions covering a wide variety of topics that parents struggle with in their families. Tickets are on sale now at the early bird discount. For more information, visit www.revolutionizingparenthood.com. Hello and welcome to episode 414 Today, we're going to read verse 27 of the parents' Tao Te Ching. Fan the spark. Your children plan their own education, like it or not. You must learn to cooperate with that plan. If they are drawing, they become artists. If they're reading, they become students. If they're investigating something, they become scientists. If they're helping prepare a meal... They become chefs. Whatever they're doing, they are learning. And it is, for them, pure joy. Can you refrain from judging their interests? Can you give them room to explore? Schools do not often do this. You may be the only one who can fan the spark of their creativity into a flame of joy. You know what I'm going to say here. I love this verse, just like I love them all. But I really love it because I think of a young child. I, I think of when I used to take my, my little children to a place called Gymboree, which is kind of like a play place. They had different uh, sensory things and climbing things and balls and mats and dress up and all kinds of stuff. And a little class was probably, I think, like 45 minutes or 50 minutes. And at the end of the class, they would wrap up by gathering all the children. The teacher would gather all the children. Now, these are two and three-year-olds. They would gather all the children. They would, you know, have a cleanup time, gather all the children together in front of the teacher And then she would blow bubbles for them. And I remember they had this cool bubble wand or bubble blower instead of like just a ring on a stick like you think of a bubble wand. It was almost like a, kind of looked like a horn that you blow into. And the end had about 10 holes. 
So when they dipped that end into the bubbles and they blew, it blew hundreds of tiny little bubbles, like the size of a, like a nickel or a dime, tiny little bubbles floating all over the place. And every time without fail, the children would go into a trance as they put their hands up and just tried to touch the bubbles. They would all kind of be in this trance-like state, reaching out, trying to touch the bubbles. Developmentally, they weren't uh, quick enough at that point to be able to really catch the bubbles. Some of them they would catch kind of by accident, but they would be in this joyful trance, reaching for these bubbles that were floating around the room. So when I read when I read this verse twenty seven about whatever they're doing, they're learning, and it is for them pure joy. These little children, mine included, were just completely in the moment with these bubbles, and it was the most magical, beautiful thing. I'll never forget it. And I think about when a child, my daughter used to squat down and watch earthworms crawl across the sidewalk. You know how slowly an earthworm moves. Once she finally understood that an earthworm needed to be wet, and even she does this now, that maybe it wouldn't crawl across the sidewalk fast enough to get into the dirt before it would dry out. And sometimes you see after a rain, you see earthworms dried out on the sidewalk. Whenever, to this day at 14 years old, whenever we walk by an earthworm inching its way across the sidewalk, she will squat down and pick the earthworm up and put it in the grass. And this, when she started doing this when she was a child, she was really being a scientist. She was studying the earthworm, observing the earthworm, learning about the earthworm. And as I think back to my kids' very young days, I wish that I had the deepest, as deep of an appreciation of those moments back then that I do understand and appreciate now, because it was only sometimes that I allowed that exploration and that investigation and that wonder and awe to come out. And my daughter is really the one who taught me because she stopped and looked at everything. So she forced me to slow down no matter what. And I scooted my older son along just trying to get things done. And I wish that I would have allowed him to be I, I wish I would have fanned the spark of his imagination and his creativity and his interests a little bit more. But I can take that regret that I carry and share it with you in the hopes that it will inspire you to slow down and take that time to create the space for your children to explore and to imagine and to investigate and to study and observe and build and create and try and mix and pour and measure and all the things that children are intrinsically motivated to do. They get to an age where they're no longer intrinsically motivated to do that and those kinds of things either seem boring or feel like work and then it kind of goes away. But certainly there are some kids where that spark 
and that joy of learning never goes away. So my uh, invitation to you today is to fan the flames, uh, fan the spark of your child's curiosity, their interests, and allow them to investigate, allow them to draw and build and measure and try, allow them to experiment and just deeply respect the process, the amazing, awe-inspiring process that they're going through when they do those things. It's really a magical, beautiful thing. Okay, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a fabulous day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.